Ask the podcast coach for November 16th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com. And speaking of live, if you want to jump in live, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. That's where you can see our chat room. And if you actually want to jump into the video with us, you can uh, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and you will be here live with myself and the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv, and we'll take your questions. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. There's never a l- anything a little more unsettling when your gear is not 100% right? <laughs> when you start doing stuff. And for whatever reason, I'm hearing you great, but my own audio back to me this morning seems a little off. And so I think maybe... I, so you think, well, maybe my earbuds are bad. No, I hear you just fine. Okay, connection, checking the mixer volume-wise. It sounds okay now, and you've told me everything's okay, but it is unsettling. One of those reasons why I think a really good idea to over-obsess and check in your hardware, because you don't want to get to an interview. Like, I'm hearing one side louder than the other right now for me, just me, not you, but just for me. That's unsettling during in, during an interview. If I was interviewing you, I would not want that. So... It is good. This is an area I, I always tell people if they're obsessing about their tech, it's probably not a bad thing because it's <laughs> yeah. important, right? It's important for you that you are comfortable with your setup, especially when you're doing the interview. If you're thinking about other things other than the other than the, than the interview, it can go yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. It's distracting. Yeah, that's uh, you want to always test. That's what we say. Go interview your best friend or somebody. Make sure that hardware works. Because that is one of the things, like you said, if you're sitting there constantly looking at the meter going, is it going? Is the record button on? No, right. Which, which by the way, it wasn't, uh, but now it is. Um, you know, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, yeah, you, you get distracted from it. And yeah. I have you in this show. I could literally test all show. And I know you're there to carry it and cover it. And you're going to, you know, you're going to, it's going to be fine. But if it's, if you have a new interviewee and you're trying to do it, you've got to really focus on that. So make sure your gear works. I, I think I'm going to spill some coffee in this mixer. By the end of the show. Uh, I just well, maybe at the end of the show uh, is when we'll do it. And then I, um, I, I am, I am, I cannot stop thinking about that roadcaster pro. So, it's, it's a fun little piece of advice. Uh, I, know, I know I, I know. Uh, I've been having fun on, um, I'm building a better Dave show. I've been plugging my guitar into it, which is super easy. All you need, he said, looking for the adapter, which I can't find. Oh, it's because it's connected to my guitar cable now. It's just an XLR to quarter inch input. And uh, once I, you know, figure out how to turn the gain down, there's some things like that. But it's a, it's a fun little piece of advice. Um, Fred is asking in the chat room, did you hear the episode from Pod School in Australia about having several mics connected to your computer via USB? I did not. There are a couple podcasts that I don't listen to anymore. And mainly because if they're just talking gear in, you know, it's, it's after a while, I, I think I'm still subscribed, but I listen to about 10 minutes. And if they say, all right, today we're going to talk about the sure SM seven B I go next. I already know about it. That whole nine yards. But uh, if you want to connect a bunch of, you know, like Jim just said, probably the easiest way the roadcaster pro is really handy. Or if, I don't have it sitting well, under my desk anymore. There's the, you know, there's USB interfaces like 
bogus rights. And uh, I know, Jim, you were looking at some this week. Yeah, I just bought the Behringer version, the $40 version on Amazon. I, um, forgive me for not knowing. I, I can look it up. But, it's the, um, uh, I should know. It's something you too. No, that's that's a band. You I, you look it up. Let me talk about it. Because I was, um, I was thinking at one point, three years ago, 2015, I guess that's four years ago, I bought the Pro, the PreSonus, the blue box, right? That's USB and, and no, no, it's bus powered. So it means the power comes off the USB port. Um, and we, we monkeyed around with it. I didn't like it. I even wrote it up. It's funny. I was asking you questions about it on our, in our Slack channel. And then I thought, you know, maybe I wrote about this. And so I went out and searched <laughs> my own site. Sure enough, I had written my own thoughts. And so, you know, it, it helps to go find your own stuff. Um, and I didn't like it because it mostly requires uh, software, a software mixer. And I'm not a big fan of running hardware with a software mixer. So I almost bought that again. Here's the need. I'm going to Europe uh, in two weeks. I'll be in London. We're doing a, we're doing a whole bunch of recording there. And I want to run the wireless. We have lav mics we're taking with us. I want to run those through USB so I can push them out to YouTube because we're going to do all our recording via YouTube. And I was taking a mixer. I had a Yamaha, I have a Yamaha two channel mixer with me, but it's only 110 or 125. Mm. And like it didn't, it's pretty specific. If I plugged it in, poof. Yeah. See you by Magic Dragon, right? (laughs) So. So I was like, okay, I could buy another mixer just for Europe. And then I thought, well, maybe these audio interfaces, right? So that's that's why how I got here. So I looked at that and I looked at the Focusrite stuff and I thought, okay, could go this route, but I haven't really tried this low end, this Behringer. It's, I think they have the Xenix. Is that right? The Xenix preamps are in those. Yeah, there's that um, pronounce that. Yeah, the the UMC twenty two is a single channel. Just going in, I'm looking down here to see if they say what preamps are in here, uh, but they're not bad. I, I have the one where you can have multiple, like it's it's kind of like the two i two on the focus right. It's it's two XLR inputs, you know, and they're not they're not bad. I actually now recommend these more than mixers. I recommend a mixer if you're doing live stuff where you want to add that bass to your voice or treble to your voice live. But then, depending on what you have, then you have to deal with mix minus where most of these USB interfaces, the mix minus is kind of built in. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're using a decent microphone, you're going to sound okay. You can always add the bass and treble later and uh, you're good to go. So, and plus I've seen so many people when you put a mixer in front of them and they see the, you know, the 24 knobs in front of them and you go, you're only going to use six of these. They can't get over the fact that there's 18 sitting there and they're like, but what about these? Uh! And so it gets a little crazy. So these are a little less intimidating. Yeah, and it was forty bucks. Um, actually, yeah. I went to Amazon first, and they couldn't get it to me until December fifteenth. And the event is December fourth, so it's like, okay, well, that's not going to work, Amazon. So I went over to Sweetwater, mm. and same price, free shipping. They had it to me. I ordered it Wednesday. I had it on Friday. Wow. I don't know why I don't check out Sweetwater a little more often. Here's here. This was a great experience on Sweetwater. So I don't know how if you order, if do you order from them very often, Dave? Have I have you? never. I'm aware of them. Um, so I got an email. Then I got a text from a person. Wow. He said, hey, we got your order. Thanks for ordering from us. Then he called me and left a voicemail. Hey, my name's Greg, and I, I'm here for. I bought a forty dollar, right. like thing. <laughs> no, like it's same price as Amazon. This guy calls me Greg. I don't know if that's his name, but let's just say it is. And he's like, if you have any questions, call me. 
Like we have experts to help you set this up. It was a $40 piece of equipment, right? Not like I bought a $600 rotation right. pro. So I didn't because I was like, I'm, I'm okay. But I, and then he was like, in the text, they were like, okay, it's all set. It's, it's actually gone out and you'll get it Friday. And sure enough, Friday it was sitting in my chair at work. And so just a really great, I mean, I, if, if Amazon is not your thing or you want to go against the man or whatever you want to do, Sweetwater seems to be a, or at least I, I did one purchase there. So yeah. let's just be really clear, but um, great experience. So it came in, unboxed it. I should have done a video, unboxed it, set it up, plugged everything into it, tested it. It's got three knobs on the top to adjust. Very, very simple. You know, it's got like a, it's got like a gain has like a headphone thing and something else. And then, and it's USB powered. So I don't have to worry about plugging it into any European power or any of those kinds of things, which reminds me I need to buy some adapters. And then, because their plugs are different, right? In in the UK. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to say now you just have to worry about blowing up your your computer. Everything, right? That's why I went to, I checked every single power plug or whatever on all my equipment to make sure they're rated both ways. And 30 years ago when I lived in Europe, nothing was, you had to have a converter thing yeah. right to make it work today just about every every kind of electronic equipment is rated both it'll automatically switch itself on the inside not all, not everything my yamaha mixer not the case yeah i'm gonna say I, I would still I, if it was me i would bring a converter just check. To, yeah. no or double check everything like your laptops your any of those kinds of equipment it'll say on the plug if it's rated to go both ways yeah dan in the chat room says i had the same experience with Sweetwater when i bought from them a few months ago, had a great chat with a guy there about my setup and recommendations. I know Danny Osmond from, uh, I want to say Green Acres, but that's not it. Green, Emerald Green, Emerald something. He's a good guy, uh, Danny Osmond. Um, he's another, he's, he's, he's the guy that used to do, he had a studio in Nashville and then started editing for podcasters. And I know he's a big Sweetwater fan. Here's the thing. When it comes down to price, the only way you can differentiate yourself is is through service. And I mean, I know I work for Libsyn and every time we have a meeting, we are always talking about, does that meet the benchmark of world-class customer service? You know, we're always trying to think about what is the next question they're going to ask? Not, don't just answer this question, but what's the next question that's going to come after that? And can we answer that first? And thank you so much, Kim. Emerald City, I knew it was something, I knew it was Wizard of Oz kind of green something. (laughs) Um, Jason says, uh, hey, I blew up a converter in Turkey. There you go. He also blew up as a leak. Alex, Alex, sorry. Yeah. Be quiet. The, the Alesis, not the other a word. Yeah. Uh, in Russia. So there you um, go. He's on a roll. Yeah. You gotta, um, you gotta be careful with those. The plugs, if you look at any plug, it will show you, uh, it's rating. So it'll tell you if it's, if it's the, the various, you know, there's basically two different voltages between the United States and the rest of the world for the most part. And uh, the problem is the rest of the world runs at a little bit higher. Yeah. <laughs> so you plug anything U.S. that's rated it at whatever the 125 or I think it's 110, 125. Then, oof, yeah. like they just they just fry. And you you're you're using a lav mic. We are. So we're um, we're actually using kind of commercial grade labs that the company bought for another application that they're not being mm-hmm. used for. So grab those labs. Um, we're going to we're going to be doing these ignite sessions where people talk for seven minutes, you know, and the the like the um, slides are moving and you got to keep talking. We did these at, at, at pod uh, at, uh, podcast movement. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, we're going laugh 
for those. And then for the podcast, we're doing a live podcast from the shard um, uh, Wednesday evening. We'll use handheld mics for those, but um, yeah, no, it worked, it worked out pretty well. Well, this is also, and we're going to keep this in podcasting, although I'm going to take a slight tangent here. You had this great experience ordering something. I ordered something from Amazon and it, it would have been free, like in like the typical prime free in two days, or I could have it free shipping one day. I just had to go pick it up about seven minutes from my house. I'm like, oh, let's do that. I've never done that. So here's what was freaky about it is I, I go in and it says, hey, your, your thing is there. It's at the you know pickup location. So I print out a receipt and I'm expecting to walk in and hand the receipt to somebody and they're going to go get my package. And I walk in and it's like, step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step and I'm like, okay. So I, I pull up my Amazon app and it basically says, where are you at? And I'm like, okay, you can use my location. And it goes, oh, okay, I see where you are. Your package will be available in one minute. And I'm like, okay. So I I read the wall and it's like, step two, scan your code. And I'm like, okay. So I click the app and it goes, here's your code. And I walk over, put it under this little red LED scanner. And it's like, boop. And it goes, your product will be available in bay three. And I'm like, okay, I wonder where Bay 3 is. About that time, I hear, and this door opens, and there's my thing. And I was like, oh, this is some wicked cool technology that just eliminated about five jobs. But now we say that, I say that because think about it. Sweetwater knows they've got, they're battling against Amazon. So how, what's the exact opposite of what I just did? Let's just inject people into this. Like they're just, there's way, there's too many people. They're wait, what can I do? So it's one of those things where if you're a podcaster and everybody else is interviewing, doing interview shows and they're interviewing people on fire, maybe it's time to zag because after a while, you know, there's enough uh, interview shows or inspirational shows or things like that. Um, and then. Cool. When I started my tech show, like there were thousands of tech shows, yeah. like everybody was doing a tech show nine years ago when we started nine year anniversary of that coming up here in December and everybody was doing it today. Not as many tech shows. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping like if I just, if I stay around a while, I'll be the last one left. Yeah. You know, here's a great thing. Uh, name redacted for the recording uh, says I do that when I need to high gear purchases from my wife. <laughs> That's it. Or you're like, I got to get home before she does. That's always fun. I just uh, have a ship to work. Yeah, that's they, the, that's there you the, go. That's the solution right that's there. That's the easiest thing. Just have a ship to work. 101 yeah. Gallup Drive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bandrew is in the chat room. Yay, Bandrew. Sweetwater is nice because I can call and uh, talk directly to someone. That in alone, any company, yeah. the fact that you can get somebody on the phone is amazing. So. I think so. I mean, I'm still going to shop, but I think if I have a choice between Amazon and Sweetwater, I think I'm going to start going with Sweetwater. Well, because if I have problems, I like, like Bander said, if I have problems, I can call Greg. That's like it. An old, old Greg will pick up the phone and, and be like, oh, yeah, we've got somebody who can help you. Amazon, they're getting a little bit better with that. I mean, I think they figured out too. You can call Amazon. They're, you can't, takes a little bit of effort to get to somebody, but I, and I've texted them or not texted. I've messaged with them too. their return system via chat is actually pretty great. You, they, they don't yeah. ask a lot of questions. They're like, here's your label, stick it on there, mail it. Like it's, it's that fast. But 
I'm, I think I'm going to give Sweetwater a try. Uh, Randy used Sweetwater, I think, for his, when he did his Rodecaster Pro yeah. project. Well, he did a thing that was really cool where, what was it? You could buy a Sweetwater gift card. Yeah. Is yeah. how you did that. We should also mention, just for the record, uh, we're not getting paid by Sweetwater for not this. True. In yeah, fact, true. if I had one problem with Sweetwater, no affiliate program. <laughs> like, what's, what's going on over there, guys? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then B and H too in the chat yeah, room yep. and have you used B and H much? I've used them for one or two things. Yeah. I've used them for things that I couldn't get on Amazon. Um, yeah. and they're, uh, same thing. They were very, the whole ordering process was great. Uh, I didn't have anybody call or text me, but I know they're always like, we're here if you need it. And again, it was, it was, uh, the, the non robotic non form letter. It seemed like a personal, uh, kind of mention here. Well, uh, listen, I, I, it's going to make me rethink uh, buying gear uh, and checking a few other places, including B and H yeah. and Sweetwater. When I do this, it was it was a really good experience. And Amazon could not have delivered. This is the surprise. Yeah, on this kind of equipment, Amazon could not deliver in the time I needed it, and that's mm. pretty unusual. Yeah, right? it usually is. It's like, usually, you think of it, and Amazon has it delivered. <laughs> you know, you're like, maybe if I was thinking about, boom, there it is, and you're yeah. like, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Ross says, I don't order gear beyond a certain price point when it gets pricey, you know? Yeah. Ross is not going with, uh, with Amazon. Well, and I don't, yeah, no way. It's everybody's preference. Yeah. You know? That's it. Uh, I, I would, I would buy a Roadcaster Pro Ooh. from Amazon. No problem. Who Bandrew might have the skinny. Uh, okay. Says they might be rolling out an affiliate oh, program. Ooh, nice. Ooh, that would be, Hmm. And then I've never been there, but if you've ever been to the New York City showroom, from what I understand, it's like a Kmart, except it's all just gear from head to toe. So it's crazy. It's kind of like Best Buy used to be before the crash, right? When you could go to Best Buy or any of those, you know, the heyday of of the the electronic store, the big box electronic store, at least here in the United States. Uh, you know, Best Buy. Um, oh, what was the other one? Oh, there was um, um, USA Hypercenter uh, for a while, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they were great. Now yeah. they're just a, they're like a skeleton, right? You go in there, and there's just they're getting so they're getting their you know they're getting handed to them by Amazon and Sweetwater and yeah and such. So, um, Gary says, I think the way Road refers to Amazon and phony gear is odd, though. Um, they're very into authorized deal. I've never heard of this where people are selling. Is it like fake gear yeah, on Amazon? Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. That happened. That happened to my wife. She bought some, she, I wanted some Bluetooth earbuds and I said, kind of, I just did a quick search on it. Like, like this. And I got to a site. I thought she would go do it. And mm-hmm. she did the exact link. And that link was kind of, they were definitely not what we were looking for. They were cheap, but they were not what we were looking for. They were counterfeit. So you have to be careful. Amazon's watches pretty carefully, but imagine trying to watch a store that has a gazillion things in it. Like things are going to slip by for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, they say that uh, road has a notice on their website to like, be careful. Cause I know I, if you go to school of podcasting.com slash roadcaster, it directs cause they didn't sell on Amazon at all for a long time. And then they finally put it over there. And I was like, well, that's good. Cause they have a better commission than they do at B and H. So, well, if you get the wrong thing on Amazon, yeah, the, the great news is, is it's super easy to send stuff back like that. Nobody's fighting you on that. You call them if you ask you a few questions, you have a label. 
I mean, it is it yeah. is pretty easy. But yeah, I think you have to be careful. I think price compared, if it was, you know, like today, if it was Sweetwater, Amazon, B and H, and Sweetwater had they were all the, the prices were all very very close to each other. Yeah, I don't I don't think I I have to go Amazon. It's just a great experience with them. So yeah, well, and it's like you said, if it's it's how do I stand out in a crowded room? You know, um, Bandrew was saying that the, well, one of the other ones was, of course, Circuit City. Circuit City is what I was trying to think of, yeah. Which is now a Harley Davidson. Uh, uh, yeah, for thing you, in, it's for us, it's a grocery store. Our, our Circuit yeah. City is now a grocery store, like an Aldi or something like that. Yeah, I remember in Canton, Ohio, which is about a uh, half hour south of me, home of the Football Hall of Fame, they had literally across the street was Best Buy, Circuit City, and you go down like a block and a half, and there was Hyperstore, and then I, there was another, oh, um, CompUSA. Or, yeah, CompUSA. CompUSA was the weirdest one because you would go in and you would say, oh, I want that. And they'd go, great. We have to get it from the back. And you're like, okay. And they're like, here's a piece of paper. And you'd like have to then wait. It was the hard, it was like a roach motel. You could get in there. Getting out was like, forget about <laughs> well, it. I think they took a warehouse model, which was to show a few things out front and then stock everything. Yes. In the back. This is fun. Circuit city is now planet fitness in Minnesota. So <laughs> a lot of different things. Yeah. Now. It's always fun. What's the micro? No, there's a micro center too, right? That's more. Computer oh, dude, stuff, that right? is, that is like, there are two places. One was the first time I walked into a guitar center and I was like, it was just, you know, very angelic kind of, oh, you know, I was like, I couldn't believe it, which now is weird because, the great thing about Guitar Center back in the day was they carried everything. I mean, it was like, holy cow. And now they've really shrunk down their inventory. They're doing like half the store now in Guitar Center is lessons. And I'm like, you guys do know there's YouTube, right? Like kids don't do lessons anymore, but I'll give them credit. They're actually people in there playing. And then the other one is Micro Centers. There's one. It's about mm, almost an hour away. And I will on a, when I bought my uh, remember you recommended the metal um, not a hub it's a thing with ports on it sounds like three syllables I forget uh, router router yeah basically no. yeah. Uh, and uh, I drove there to get it because everything else was like ship it ship it ship it. and I'm like I'll just take a lovely drive to almost fries fries is the other uh, Jason Bryan uh, yeah. fries is the other uh, electronic store yeah yeah. Yeah, those are pretty great. The micro center and the fries. Whenever yeah. we get a chance, whenever I'm in a city that has one, we don't we don't have any of those here in Omaha. Um, so oh, it's, they're, they're, it's amazing, and it's yeah. just because then it becomes too many choices. You're like, okay, I need a line conditioner, and you go <laughs> you go into the like the aisle of line conditioners. Like, well, there's this one, this one, that one, or this one, this one, this one has USB. This one does that. This one does your laundry. You know, it's, it's just crazy. So we, we did a meetup in Indianapolis for uh, six or seven years, tech meetup every fall. We get together a bunch of us, about 40 guys. And there was a fries right across the street from the place we would do the meetup. And so part of the meetup was in mass, <laughs> all of us just walking <laughs> over to fries and fries was cool enough at one year. They gave us gift packs that had $5 gift cards and a, you know, a little trinket and some swag. And of course, you know, you get a $5 gift card. You're not from the area. You're thinking, okay, I better use this thing tonight. So you start looking for something to buy, right? And almost all of them, I mean, these are guys, you know, 35, 55 white males with lots of disposable income. They were buying something. So somebody walked out. So good for fries for taking care of us with a little $5 gift card. They didn't have to, but they, they knew we were coming and they did. 
Well, the other thing, too, about Micro Center went in there. The guys that are walking around the aisles know their stuff like nobody's business, which kind of reminds me of, I don't know if it's still the case, but I know when Home Depot opened up, they had like, you know, Mr. Green Jeans was in the aisle helping you out in Home and Garden and, and you know, all this other, like everybody there knew their stuff. I don't know if that's still the case there, but that was a, a cool thing. And And this, again, can kind of apply to podcasting. So if you're... If you are in a crowded market, this is where we say all the time, when you're little, embrace your smallness and uh, answer every email, reply to every tweet, you know, go out and intermingle with your audience because the big people, you know, the, the those lovely podcasts with a staff of 18 are probably not doing that. And that's what's going to set you apart and start to build that relationship and that whole nine yards. So, um Fred is saying in Phoenix, the fries is next to a college for tech. Oh, how awesome is that? So Evo Terra has a venue for the Arizona pod camp. Very cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, some, sometimes those places, you know, you've talked about for your podcaster meetup type deals when you're doing those. We talked about like community colleges and in those kinds of venues to meet at. That's another, if you're in a larger city and you got a retail outlet that where the where the genre matches and it doesn't always have to be tech. Like if your podcast is about, you know, I don't know. I, I'm on the fly here having a hard time putting these two together, but <laughs> if you can find something that's close and they've got space around that, they may be willing to, to host you on that. Maybe a good opportunity to give it a try. You can always ask. I mean, you know, they can just say no. Right? What, one of the things when I was working on my book uh, was, Kind of like let people say no to you. And that was yeah. uh, Joe Salsi High was working on this tour. He was doing a local tour. And he said there were a couple of things was one, he asked for a sponsorship for the tour. Like, hey, how would you like to be the main sponsor of this tour? It's going to be three cities, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I, I, A, picked somebody I already had a relationship with. And then B, knew that if they wanted to be more involved, they could because they'd actually been on a show. And he goes, and then I just picked a price that I thought was pretty high. And I thought of nothing else, let them say no. And we can go from there. And he said, he threw that somewhat higher price at them and they went, okay. And he was like, Oh, I should have asked higher. So, um, yeah, that can, that can backfire on you, by the way, when yeah. you go higher, when you go higher price and you insult someone, yeah, like you, you don't, you know, don't, don't, you got to be careful there, but I think the principle is right. And I don't do enough of this. It's just ask, like they can always say, no, you know, Hey, is there a better price on this? Uh, you know, is there a way for me to, to get a better price on this? How, can I, can I yeah. be included in that? Hey, would you like to be on my podcast? Um, you know, some of those kinds of things, just let them say no, let them and and then move on from there. You know, they can always say no. Have you heard about the guy from Wikipedia? I'll put a link here in the in the chat room. Um, it's interesting. Uh, he is the guy from Wikipedia is launching a Facebook alternative. So here we again, if we talk about zagging, zigging and zagging again, is the fact that with Facebook, right? You are the product. You go there. It's free. They sell your information. That's how they make money. And of course they have ads and things like that. And this is the guy from Wikipedia, one of the co-founders. And you, from what I understand, if you try to sign up for this thing now, it's you, you can be on a waiting list, but if you'd like to skip the waiting list, you can donate. So you're paying to be on there. And he's basically saying, look, the 
ad revenue of, you know, hey, everything's going to be um, paid for with ads. He's like, eh, not a great model. So he's zagging. And I just thought, well, that's kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see if it works. Uh, but I just saw that and was like, well, that, you know, I'll have to go over and maybe dip my toe in the water and see what's going on over there. We'll see. I think, you, you know, if you're going to zag, you got to look at, okay, what's working for the, for these people. So in Facebook, what is working? There's a reason everybody's on Facebook and that's because everybody's on Facebook, right? Right. That's the reason it works. If you started a, like a Facebook like platform and it was exactly the same as Facebook and you're just going to compete with them because you are going to be better. Um, chances are you're probably going to be fail. You're going to fail if it's the exact same thing, right? You need to, you got to come up with this differentiator. In a lot of cases, it's what do, what do people not like about Facebook today? The fact that they're stealing their information, the fact that they're advertising to them. There's the truth in the the truth in their you know in in the data they're putting out there and the headlines and the hacking and all those things. So you got to come up with a super secure, super private, super right. You got you got to change that to make it work. I think the same is true in your podcast, right? If you're out there in a, in a, in a very, um, you know, populated space, you got to kind of think, Hey, how am I going to be different than the rest of them while still doing the same thing? Dave, let me ask you this question. Joe Rogan right now, probably the most popular, don't you think podcaster? He's definitely Um, probably one of the, if, if not the most downloads, the most known. Yeah. Yeah. Joe does. Joe breaks conventional wisdom. He's not necessarily super prepared all the time. He has long, long format shows. He, they're not family friendly. They, right. I mean, it's, it's, and and yet um, if you were going to, if you were going to compete with Joe Rogan, right. Which again, that's a, that's a lesson and you don't have to be a sheeple. Right. In podcasting, right? <laughs> do your thing. Rogan is doing his thing and he's yep. being very, very successful at it. But if you wanted to compete with Joe Rogan, what Dave, what would you, if you, and you were, you were a podcast consultant for somebody who was, or you or somebody else you were going to consult on them, what kind of consulting would you give them? What would you say to them to say, I want a Rogan style podcast, but how, how would I be different than Rogan? What do you think are the things that differentiate or maybe he's doing wrong? Well, some of the stuff he does, he can get away with because, well, he's Joe Rogan. And that's where I made, I wrote a post on the School of Podcasting, How to Podcast Like Joe Rogan. It's like, okay, number one, do stand-up in Boston for nine years. Like, that's yeah. step one. And then step two, get on TV. You know, um, but I know the biggest thing, like, if I see a guest, like, I, I'm subscribed to Joe's show. I hardly ever, ever listen to Joe on my phone. I'm like, oh, he interviewed Bernie Sanders. Great. Let me go to YouTube and skip the seven minutes of commercials. Mm-hmm. I can still speed it up and go that route. So I think that's the, but now why does Joe start off his show with seven minutes of commercials? Because he can. Why? Because he's Joe Rogan. So I think that would be it. If I wanted to completely, if if I'm doing the exact same thing that Joe is, then I would say, well, there's got to be somebody out there that wants it in a shorter format, maybe. Right. So if Joe's doing an hour and a half show, maybe I can take, you know, Joe's idea. Let me get Bernie Sanders on the show. Let's show Bernie being human and giving us really good stuff. But let's figure out what are the the four questions I really need to ask Bernie instead of giving us 10 questions. Let's take those top four and and boil it down. Um, 
Because it's not so, it's not so much that Joe is doing anything wrong. It's just there may be people that go, I can't listen. I don't have you know, like two hours yeah, to yeah. listen. Yeah. yeah. So not wrong. He, he, he Joe's being Joe. He's doing. He's found right. his thing, and then it's so good. You you can determine that, but mo- the numbers say it's so good. People adapt to him, right? Rather than him adapting to people. And so, like you know, I I think the advice I'd give is. Just continue to be you. That's and it. You may, you may not be as popular as Joe Rogan. You you just may not have the personality or the right breaks or like you said, the right history or the right pedigree, right? All those things have to come together. Rogan has been crushing it in other places for years, you know? So if you've never done any media and you come to a podcast and you're like, I'm expecting tens of thousands of listeners. Okay. You got an uphill battle to climb. You know, you, you got some work to do. And just think about the fact that let's say I, I have no idea. I, I'm sure now he can probably fill a couple thousand people in a in a venue when he does his comedy. But let's say 10 years ago he was doing smaller comedy clubs, 100, 200 people, maybe. What if three times a week you could tell a group of 200 people, a group of different people Three times a week. Hey, by the way, I do a podcast. Check it out on my my website, JoeRogan.com or whatever it is. That's going to also grow your audience over time. And that's where I see so many people get hung up on stats and, you know, chartable and all this other stuff. And I'm like, and it just sounds, I mean, the the questions I get sometimes are like, look, I want to know, can you tell me on this episode how many downloads I got in Kazakhstan. And I'm like, I just want to go. Why? Why? It's six. You got six. Now what? I'm dying to know why they needed to know that. Cause it is super specific. And, and literally it just sounds like they've spent their whole day trying to figure this out. And I'm like, okay, well my goal again is to help them. So I do my best. I'm like, well, from what I saw, you know, 10 were in Russia, mm-hmm. six were in Nagasakistan, And you know, here you go. Hope that helps. Um, but I just go, you know, if you could take the time you're spent, like we're talking earlier about focusing on hardware and all and like go hang out with your audience. That's what Joe does, but he's doing it on a stage. So it's always an yeah. interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, just be you, I think is the thing. And, and that's then, it. And go with it from there. That may not, you may not be wildly popular, by the way. Just, that's just maybe a thing. You just may not be in the right place at the right time doing the right things. You just got to keep, you got to keep working it. Well, and it, exactly. You have to be you. And I, uh, I'm taking this class on YouTube and part of it was people got to review your channel and you got to review theirs. And they were said, they said, look, if you're going to take part of this class, it's optional, but if you're going to take part of this class, we expect you to give honest, good feedback. And if you see something wrong, like this is what you need to fix. So if you don't want to participate, if you're not willing to get constructive feedback, then don't join. And if you do join, we expect you to point this out. And the one person I was watching and it's just because they were new, I swear, is when when the thing came on and they're looking in the camera, it would be like me talking now, like I'm almost reading something. And there was almost no tone of voice. It wasn't it wasn't like beyond borderline where I'm talking like this, but you could just tell they were freaking out because the red light was on. And I just and what was weird is then they did another one where it was like feedback Friday. And they'd fire it up and she was like, hey, welcome so much to Feedback Friday, you know, blah, blah. And all of a sudden she was relaxed and she was talking to one person. She wasn't reading a script. I don't know if she was or not. But I was like, man, these are so much better because you're being like you said, she's being you. Mm -hmm. And for her, it was like it was uh, 
there wasn't it wasn't like an official video. This was just her talking to the camera, answering her questions, and it's laid back. And I was like, do more of those or treat your videos, the official videos like those, because I said, I can't take your voice. I go, <laughs> it just you sound like, you know, somebody has a gun to your head off camera that I can't see that if you say the wrong word, they're going to like blow out your brain. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's finding that persona of you too, by the way, it doesn't have to be exactly you, but that the persona, the, the, cause I know a lot of folks very, very shy and then they get behind the microphone and this, this extrovert comes out, but it only comes out while they're on the microphone. Well, right. that's your persona, right? And if you can maintain that, if that's consistent, run with it. You don't have to be the exact same on camera or on mic that you are in real life. You can be different, but if it's working, go with it. Yeah. I, I hope Bandrew is still around. Randy says, uh, but does Joe toss boxes? No, but podcastage does. So today we'll be reviewing Kleenex. It's great. Um, but here's the thing. He, on his last video, he had evil elf Bandrew like pop up from somewhere and start pelting like review bandrew with beanbags. I about fell off my treadmill. I was laughing so hard because it was so, so like what? And all of a sudden he's just, here comes like, here comes a little evil bandrew. Just like, and all she's like, and I'm like, first of all, and then you're like, I'm trying to figure out like, how do you hit yourself in the face with like, when you're the, like, how do you, ha- do you have somebody off camera hit you in the face? I'm like, it was just so, and I was just, for nice. me, it's, that was a great example of a Bandrew being Bandrew and then B it's that you never know what you're going to get factor. And he doesn't do a lot of that, but he does every now and then he'll throw something in the video that you're like, wait, what? So that's always uh kind of, if you can mix those in every now and then I know for me, uh, I think I'm at episode 698. I have no idea what I'm going to do for 700 and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to go, Hey, thanks for 700 episodes. Um, and just go that route. But I used to like completely break my format and do all sorts of wacky stuff. And I looked at like what I've done the last couple of years and was like, you know what? I think I'll just go, Hey, thanks for 700 episodes. Keep listening and let's move on. Shall we? I swear to God, you're in a time warp sometimes. Cause I feel like I've been listening to school of podcasting since maybe like 200, but it, I don't know if it has been that long. I mean, I think I remember when was pinky pinky. That was 400. Okay, so, and that seemed like I had been listening to you for a while at 400, and all of a sudden you're at 700. And you're like, holy crap, are you in a in a time? Like it goes it, quick. We've been doing this a while. That's one of those kinds of deals. I think, Dave, for you too, you know, there's a lot of podcasts about podcasting that have popped up. That got real popular for a while. I think it's kind of leveled out at this point. I haven't oh, seen it's, two- it, it's not. It's, 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 one still of the, it's still every really? now and then I'll turn around. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Yeah. There's a uh, bus brought just came out with a couple. Um, yeah. So about the time you think, ah, oh, that's enough of those. What, Slowing down. What episode not. do you think we're on? What do you, what do you think we're recording right now? We're getting, as we close, speak? To, we're getting close to 300. I think we're two seventy or two eighty. You look at you, two seventy three as okay. we record this. Anything yeah, we talk about today, you will find it ask the podcastcoach dot com slash two seventy three. So Yeah, by the way, you never we, we talk about that about every three months. So I just yeah. I try to think back, okay, what did we say last time? It was sixties and Yeah. So it doesn't matter on this show. But I think um, you know, again, Dave, you're gonna you continue to be out there, continue to provide weekly content, continue to just be faithful to that. How many of those have we seen start and hey, no judgment on this. Right. If you if you don't want to continue, it's fine. 
But how many of those have we seen? They start and they get a year or two or maybe three in. And then it's like, oh, this is hard. (laughs) And they quit and you're still there. So I, I think that's another area. If you think about growing your listeners, don't quit. That's it. Don't stay quit. around. Yeah. yeah. And there will come a time when you'll go, mm, this isn't as easy as I thought it was going to. Cause I actually helped somebody yeah. this week that was starting a podcast about podcasting and they thought changing their feed would give them more SEO. And I was like, uh, no, not at all. And I'm like, and it's not ratings and reviews. I go, it's downloads and subscribers. If you, cause again, Apple search, Spotify search is horrendous. It's bad. And they weren't coming up. And I I have to answer that question at least once a day, if not three times a day. Like, why am I not coming up in Apple search? And I'm like, hmm, well, here's the thing. It stinks. And the answer is uh, keep at it and don't quit. Be yourself, you know, promote yourself. Uh, But, you know, the people that we we can find all the time. I was going to say, you know, those those friends who don't stink. That's what I was. I was going to make that transition before you said anything. Darn it. You beat me to it. And Dave locked up. Um, while we're while we're waiting on Dave, uh, what I want to hear from you guys, let me know where are you at in your podcasting numbers. So, to put the podcast name and what what episode number you're at in the chat room while Dave is, do you see <laughs> I'm yourself? Back. I'm you, now, and I'm going to remove the other me from. Uh, there we go. No, I was covering. <laughs> I, I asked the audience if they would put their current podcast name and the number they're at in the chat room while Ah. we are going through this. You can read those too if you want, Dave. I was going to say, I'm going to try one more time. And there we go. Now, what did I do? Okay, whatever. So yeah, we're talking about our awesome supporters at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Keep in mind, the teacher's pet is now open. This is where you can get uh, one hour of consulting with me. Uh, Only allow one person to do this. And so if uh, that's you, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and you can sign up. Our $20 uh, supporters, thank you so much to Jim Harold from uh, the one and only Podlords. Podlords, I love that. Really good interviews. He's uh, It's funny because when Jim first started off, not that he was bad, but number one, Jim had, and Jim, you know I love you. Jim asked everybody, do you think the little guy's going to get squeezed out? Do you think like that was that's really what it should have been the name of the show. And he's kind of like now he's kind of, again, kind of found his own. He's getting into it. Uh, and I'm really enjoying the interviews over there. Uh, Greg over at DebtShepherd.com. If you're looking to like boost your financial wellness in 2020, Greg would be a great guy to go listen to. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at Horse Radio Network. If you want to learn about uh, cleaning your horse's sheet, your horse's sheet, say that three excuse, times fast. Excuse me. <laughs> That's I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, Josh Rivers over at podcastingexperiments.com. Uh, Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane at spybrary.com. Carrie uh, uh, Bond at keywestperspective.com. That is a podcast about the island life, as you might imagine, in Key West. Uh, Carl White also doing a local podcast, Life in the Carolinas Podcast.com. Uh, Kim Craggy at Toastmasters101.net. So if you want to get your speak on, check it out again, Toastmasters101.net. And Jay Cleveland Payne has updated his website. Find him over at morebettermedia.com. He's helping a whole bunch of people make shows. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. I, that's we can't you know i should almost tell people no no more sponsors or no more awesome supporters because i've only got enough music for that time that, that works it out fits pretty, perfectly it's like it fits in there perfectly yeah. so uh yeah so um 
what were we talking about? So anyway, so yeah, we have people in the chat room, 240, 38, 191, 545, but that's part of my previous question. Um, yeah, Jason has like 8 million. Jason just celebrated, I think, 11 years. Jason Bryant, Matt Talk Online. Uh, so he has had like 8 million shows because he has a bazillion shows and that whole nine yards. So interesting that most of those were over a hundred. So our listeners, okay. Unscientific. This was an unscientific survey since I have the the Gallup shirt on today. Unscientific survey. We just did. Uh, (laughs) Doesn't, this doesn't mean anything, you know, Um, but it it was interesting. There was just one, uh, Kim said, um, Toastmaster 101 is at 38 this season. I'm assuming Kim, you mean, that's you've done 38 or it's just 38 this year, but most of those are above a hundred. And I think right. that says something about the listener here in the longevity of it. We just started as kind of goofing around you and me that now has 273 shows uh, of doing this almost every week. Not as consistent as school of podcasting, Dave, you do that like freaking clockwork. I do not. I, there's nothing. It's like, yeah, I had my appendix removed and I produced a podcast. <laughs> well, what I started doing based on listener feedback, in fact, I just did two of them this week, was I started doing more interviews. That was one mm-hmm. thing that kind of came up. People are like, I really like your interviews. And I'm like, you don't like me? But no, that's fine. But, but that's fine. It, again, breaks it, up a little bit. it breaks, breaks it up. up. It's not the same old, oh, here's Dave going to talk about something and blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, Kim says if you count all of her, her closed podcasts, I'm close to 100. So, yeah. And then Fred is celebrating 14 years. Uh, Fred, of course, does uh, podcastreporter.com. He's at episode 229. And uh, there's yet another old school podcast about podcasting that uh, Fred covers all sorts of different areas of uh, of stuff that I'm like, like he just talked about some new, um, yeah, what do you call it? Network kind of things. It's a portal of, you know, podcasts that are all banding together to hmm. get exposure. So like a network. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and he, he actually had a pod faded show, struggling entrepreneur. Oh, by the way, Fred, I got your email. We'll just do this right here on the air. Um, uh, if you know who your guest or your, your guest, who your host is, if you have a host that you want to use, let me know, and I will actually probably do that later on tonight. Fred needs a new migrating. Yeah, Fred needs a new. Well, he had a struggling entrepreneur, and he did that for many many moons, and he's kind of bringing back a different slant on the entrepreneur. And he's like, "Hey, I need a podcast website set up," and I'm like. Okay, so I haven't said okay. So Fred, I'm saying okay. I just have an email him back to say who's your host, what, are, how are we doing that, where are we doing it, that whole nine yards. So nice. Um, but yeah, if you keep, if you don't quit, those things add up after a while. And uh, if you have a question, by the way, and you want to pop in here and ask it as we uh, close in on the ten minutes, uh, Dave, you you had said something interesting while we're waiting for folks if they want to yeah. join us. You said something interesting right before we went to the awesome subscribers, which was about um, people changing their feed oh, for SEO. For SEO, yeah. And I, I think they're missing the point. Yeah, you're the 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 in your slug, right? When when you produce a post, it creates a, a URL, right? And that is SEO. Like in there is buried. Google looks at those, looks at your URL for your post, and gets information out of it. But I think, so are they, is what's, what's happening is there, I think, is that being transferred yeah. to the feed? Yeah. So what, what they think? So what it is, is like, let's say this episode was called, um, you know, askthepodcastcoach.com slash what we're talking about, uh, USB dash interfaces. Yeah. Right. 
Okay, right. so that that will in some weird way yep. potentially affect SEO, right? Yeah, right. Not and I yeah, you're right. So they're doing that and they're like, "Oh, that must apply to the feed." And my feed is, you know, marketing musician dot whatever dot whatever dot whatever, and I want to change it to get more fans dot whatever dot whatever dot whatever. And I'm like, no, the feed doesn't, you know, unless you're, yeah, I'm not sure Google is crawling the feed the no, same it's, way. It's still a URL. Right. And it, it has, it's an XML file, right? And so it goes in, it's got some data it's pulling out of it. Google may be crawling that and doing some things. I need an expert on this one. Maybe yeah. Daniel knows uh, it, if, if, or they could be recognizing it as a, um, uh, just as a feed and they're like, no, we're going to ignore it. I mean, Google does ignore things. Yeah. So I don't exactly know for sure which one they're doing, but to your point, like that is so high hanging fruit that, you know, like optimizing your feed URL for SEO, Google search, man, there's a billion other ways to do this before, especially because it's, there's such consequences to changing your feed. You know? Yeah. Oh, so, there's huge consequences. I have to explain that to people. Um, all the time that they come in and they want to change their feed and they don't realize that if you don't do that right, and in many cases they don't, they will like completely start from zero. Like, oh, you've been doing this for 10 months and you've got, you know, 85 episodes out. If you make this one change, you lose all of your audience, all of your audio quits working, <sighs> your your feed in Apple quits working. And I, I will explain this to people and they will still go, no, go ahead and do that. And I'm like, and I just, there are times when I feel bad because I just keep emailing them back going, are, are you really, really, really sure you want to do that? So, yeah, um, no, it's, it's, and I think I still have home tech, the name of the show when I first started it. I'm pretty sure that's still in my feed. Like, but this, there's such consequences in that, you know, the show is now called Home Gadget Geeks. So there's such consequences and it's so hard to get that right to you could do it. But man, you're going to do a bunch of gyrations and you run the risk of losing people along the way. Just just not worth it to try, to try and change that feed URL. And Daniel has an answer for it. Yeah, Daniel well. from the audacity to podcast.com. Uh, he says the feed URL itself doesn't really matter like domains. The full path matters. So yeah, keep that in mind. It's not so much. And that's like, I think we did this last week when I said, uh, Jim, what's the feed of Ask the Podcast Coach? And you very honestly went... I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And and I mean like right Doesn't now matter. I mean I just got done listening to um Speak Up Podcasting. That's that podcast about storytelling. Listen to 64 episodes, couldn't tell you what the guy's feed is. I could guess cuz he's a Libsyn customer, but no. So it's it's if you think that's what's going to help. And this is this is the thing again. I I think sometimes people are looking for anything. Like if yeah. I could just, if yeah. maybe that's the golden switch, maybe I need to update and I'm like, no, it's, it's really, you got to get out there with your customers or your listeners yeah. and, and things like that. And uh, so hopefully we don't have a podcast guru out there preaching that. Do we, have you, have you heard of I, one of the, uh, one of them saying, go change your feed, make sure your feeds that way. Cause that's, again, no. it's, that's super high hanging fruit. Like, we still have people saying, put keywords in places where you're not supposed to put keywords. Cause I, I got one this week. They're like, Hey, Apple removed my show and I'm and I go in and it was like name of show keyword 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 and I'm like yeah, yeah that's not and then author name keyword keyword I'm like you you really can't get more stuffed with keywords than you've done here and uh that's just like so. Bangs makes a point chat room talking a little bit about okay so now that Google is finding and discovering podcasts 
not, you know, you don't right. necessarily submit to them anymore. How are they handling that feed URL? And is it making a difference, at least in their podcasts offering that they're doing? Is that making a difference in discoverability? I, I would think they're going into the feed, finding the name of the show and indexing that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're doing. I just, I would know, I would not index off, if, if it were me and I were indexing a search, I would not index it off of the title and the feed because URLs are awful. They're, they're terrible. Oh. I mean, they're, they're not meant for that. We, we never started, you know, when, when Vint Cerf was building the internet, he had no idea things would become the way they are and we would do the things we were doing inside URLs. And so, you know, they're just not, they're not designed for that. I would think I, now I don't know, like I said, I don't know for sure, but I think Google would be like, okay, I'm going to go into the XML file and I'm going to find the name of the podcast and index that you, wouldn't you think now, I don't know for sure, but I would think that would be the case. Yeah. I think, well, they find that you have to have that special, I forget what the code is, but there's some sort of code you have to put on your website that says, Hey, we have a podcast and here it is. And then it goes and crawls the feed and and adds it to their stuff. Here's the bad news about Google. Cause we had somebody this week uh, where you could go to their Google podcast page for lack of a better phrase. So they had been indexed on Google. You went to their website, you saw all of their episodes. You could click play and listen to them on the internet. Perfectly fine. Go into the Google podcast app, click play. Nothing happens. Zero. Or it might even say this can't be streamed or whatever. Uh, but if you downloaded it and then hit play, it worked. I looked at their file. I'm like, ah, oh, this is probably a variable bit rate or something funky with their file. Absolutely nothing wrong with their file. Here's what's the problem. Who do you call it? Google. There's no, right. there's no, yeah. like we have a contact at Apple. We have a contact at Spotify. We have a contact at, you know, iHeartMedia. There's no way that I know of to the get guy, a hold that- the guy that was the podcast movement, he from from Google. Are they not? Are they reachable? I'm going to say I have to go dig out my cards because okay. that was actually somebody I was going to say. Hey, what do you do? Because first of all, I can't even see like anything. Like that guy could be pulling that file that I'm clicking on play might mm. not even be. I mean, that might be something on his website or from another media host. Or there's just there's no way to peel the the curtain back on a Google podcast. Mm listing and go, okay, what's, yeah. what's the technology behind this? And they got to fix that. That's not going to work. Um, so yeah. Now Daniel makes an interesting point. He said what Todd Cochran says about owning your feed URL is potentially being misunderstood as SEO and ranking being tied to what that feed URL is in, and Daniel, that's actually a really good observation. I, I, I think that could be causing some confusion, not intentional. I, I, right. we, I think we understand, you know, Todd is like, no, 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 no. You need to, like, if you go to a hosting company and they're controlling everything, you you can't, you you need to control that. That needs to be your property and what you do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could see how that may, that may cause a little confusion. Not not to Todd's, this, that's not Todd's fault. He's, right. What he's saying is absolutely true. Well, there is a, uh, it's been around forever. There's a website called Banzoogle, and they make really pretty websites with e-commerce built in for bands and easy to make a player for people to listen to your music and buy your music. It's very band central. And they decided, Hey, let's get into podcasting. So they did. And somebody said, Hey, I'm ready to like put my podcast on a real podcast host. So they came over to Libsyn and I'm like, cool, let's import your stuff. We did that. I said, now you got to do is reach out to Banzoogle and say, Hey, uh, we need a 301 redirect. And he couldn't get any reply. So I went over and sent an email to Banzoogle and they went, um, 
a what? You know, and then they said they understood what a 301 redirect was. They go, but we can't do that to that guy's feed. Like they could do 301 redirects maybe of their, their whole account or whatever. But, and I just went, man, here's another example of a company that's not a podcast company getting into podcasting and not doing it. Now there's another, there's a new thing I started playing with and it's kind of a, boy, there's going to be a lot of these. That's my prediction for 2020. They're going to be a lot of Patreon um, competitors. And this thing is called Substack. And what it is, it's going to be interesting because they're, I'm like, huh? Because part of me goes, that's not going to work. Substack is a free email service. Free forever. If you just put and what it basically is, it's medium. It's make your own medium.com. So you can post your stuff. It'll send it out via email. But if you decide that this particular thing, my Bob is for people that contribute only, they're going to take 10%, which is very Patreon ish. I'm like, okay, so that's cool. So what did they decide to do? Hey, we're going to dip our toe into podcasting. And I'm like, all right, let's nip this in the bud. So I emailed them and this guy, cause I signed up. I'm like, let's kick the tires on this. And the CEO or somebody is like, Hey, I'm Harold from such and such, you know, thanks so much. And I said, Hey, I, I see you guys are getting into podcasting. Do you guys do 301 redirects? I said, cause if you don't, you need to. And I was very happy to say, they go, oh, yeah, we will do a three. You just have to ask for it. I'm like, cause I don't see it in the dashboard. They're like, well, number one, our podcasting stuff is very, very beta. And number two, yeah, you will do it. You just have to redirect. So I was at least happy to see that they had a clue, but it was an interesting service. And I think we're going to see Harry Duran just started playing with glow.io, I think it is. Hmm. And that's a really interesting interface. Cause I went to Harry's, um, uh, uh whatever episode you click on a button and it's like, Hey, I would like to do such and such. You click on it. Uh, a thing comes up, you put in your credit card and then presto. So it's right from within your app. I didn't actually finish it, but I believe they're the ones that uh, will do the, uh, you can listen to this bonus content on whatever app you want. So um, yeah. Uh, Bang says sub- subscribe star is another one that's going to be a competitor of uh, Patreon. And then Daniel says about Todd, Todd has hinted that the feeds domain may matter. Yeah, but he's too cryptic. And I'm wondering if his bias toward owning your feed is affecting his interpretation. Well, we should. Yeah. We should just ask him, you know, we know Todd, we should just ask him. Hey, what, what's yeah. your, what, what but, do you think about that? But he has a point. Cause there are people. So what happens with the guy from Banzoogle? What does he do? Well, you put out an episode that says, Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this content, well, first of all, you go over to Apple and you switch your feed. And then you put out one episode that only goes to Banzoogle. And you say, hey, if you've really enjoyed getting this content, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you're enjoying it. But I've changed some things on the back end. And if you want to continue to get this great content, and I would love to have you simply, and this sounds funny, just unsubscribe from the app you're in and then resubscribe. But I don't know what that's going to do on Podchaser. Like you'd almost want to like change an Apple, wait 48 hours, and then hope that that has changed in all the other apps. So I always tell people plan on losing about 40% of your audience, 30 to 40% of your audience isn't going to get the message that you moved or whatever. So uh, that's, it's just a crappy, I, I, that's why I get, I get upset and mad when I see companies do this. Cause it's like, ugh, you shouldn't even got in to podcasting and that whole nine yards. Um, Dave, what do we, what do we got coming up in the post show here? What do you think? It is time for post show. Holy cow. We're just yeah, talking. Time flies. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Apple's has put out an email. That's actually what I had to talk about today. We just kind of went off and like, that's the way it works. Sorry, I, took no, it, I took it down the, the hardware path. Yeah. After you said you didn't want to talk about hardware. I took it down. No, that was great. I loved it. Um, 
Yeah, we're. Uh, I actually, Daniel says Pod Chaser. Are we going to talk about Pod? We could. I just interviewed the guy from Pod Chaser for a future episode of the School of Podcasting. Uh, but we could talk about Apple's new. They uh, have some new things. We're definitely going to talk about hosts and guests. I mentioned that, but we need to talk about that again. And uh, we might hint why Apple stats are different than uh, you know what you have in your your. Uh, Boy, my, my mouth is just not working today. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's but okay. so we'll, we'll talk about, and of course, we'll talk about whatever you want. But uh, definitely the new email came out from Apple. And also, if you're not getting the emails from Apple, thanks to Steve Stewart, stevestewart.me. He solved the mystery. Why am I not getting those notifications from Apple? And uh, we'll talk about that. Because yeah, I, I want to know that first thing because I didn't get the email. So yeah, let's, let's I, talk about that first thing. I have not got it uh, yet. Jim, what's coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, actually, the next two weeks, we're this week and next, a bunch on Microsoft. So if you're in that space, that's our space. Uh, we've done that a lot. But two Microsoft experts over the last two weeks or last week and this week coming up. So TheAverageGuy.tv. And on the School of Podcasting, I'm interviewing Heather Osgood, who uh, is an ad agency for podcasters. So we talk about setting the expectations of a podcaster, setting the expectations of a, an advertiser, uh, what people are charging, what to expect, where's that whole industry going, and that'll be on this week's episode of The School of Podcasting. So hang around, and we'll do another half hour of post-show. Thanks again to all of our awesome supporters at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Stick around.